What a blessed President's Day, or as I like to call it, Martin Luther King Day Part 2. I've got my sister from another mister here with me today. I, wait, does that make her, I don't know, is she my daughter, as Teresa would say? I don't know. The grandma's the baby. Maybe let's let's go with what Jocelyn says, okay? Y'all, I've got Nor here with me today from the Reality Is podcast. If you listen to me, I know you listen to Nor. Nor has some of the best opinions out there about all of the shows, whether it's Housewives, Family Karma, Married to Madison, it doesn't goddamn matter. Even stuff that's not... Uh, reality TV, stuff like Glass Onion, House of the Dragon, all the HBO shows, okay? I love hearing Nora's opinion, and she's here with me today to talk about the real Housewives in New Jersey. But of course, you know Nora and I couldn't get together without a little bit of The Last of Us chat, without a little family karma chat. You know, we had to talk about a couple of different topics, okay? We had to talk about the things, okay? Get into it, you guys. But first... Drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. We love those. It's your new episode of Reality in Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality in Comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Oh, hello, everybody. We're back with another episode. And today, listen, I I just love this person so much. She's what I referred to, and no one else has ever said this before. It's it's all my thoughts. She's what I referred to as a fresh of breath air, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love her so much, and I'm so happy she's here with me to talk New Jersey. And, you know, we got to talk about, you know, the things, too. But, you know, mainly here to talk about New Jersey, but you know how we get down. Y'all, I've got Nor with me here today from the Reality Is podcast. Hi, Nor. Hi. I am so excited excited to be here this is like the only way I want to be spending my Saturday mornings to be yes look at you you've got the car like okay what's your what's your morning drink of choice are you a coffee person tea like what do you oh yeah yeah um I love a big old cup of coffee okay um I prefer a cafe bustello if you have ever lived anywhere in the New York City area my husband a man from Queens got me on cafe bustello and then ever since I never left it um, I do a little ca- cafe bustello with just a little half and half, no sweetener, nothing. We keep it simple. Mm. And this is my second cup of the day. So. Okay. Okay. So that's that. And I'm coming in live with a sinus infection. So, oh gosh. Okay. Listen, we're not gonna, we're not gonna put you through too much today. Okay. We're gonna, Please we're gonna do. keep you on track. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I know I woke up the other day after i'm such a hypochondriac though i had to go into the office and this is like my second time since That's, march 2020 oh i saw, I saw the stories about it seemed yes. like torture i was very upset do not recommend nobody <laughs> everyone just stay at home okay i had to go there for like an all, all day meetings and that kind of stuff and the next day because of course 
the person sitting two seats down from me was sneezing the entire meeting. And mm. So I was like, okay, I hate everyone and I don't want to be here. And of course, the next day I woke up like, you know, I'm so dramatic. I act like I was choking and uh, <laughs> sneezing and cough. I was like, oh no, I hate this. It's her fault. She's to blame. She did this to me. I'm never going back into that office. You can't convince me. So yeah, it's been a terrible time, but I'm back home now. So it's okay. Yeah, it seemed like torture. I was like, why would they do this to Kendrick? I don't understand. Exactly. I work okay from home. I don't need to go in there. I'm okay. (laughs) I like the way you said I work okay from home. Like you didn't even (laughs) give yourself like, I'm doing just fine. Like I'm doing very well at home. You're like, you know what? It's fine. I don't don't know if there's- If there's any situation where I'm like thriving in, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making it through life. I'm okay. <laughs> I feel like that's the Virgo in us though, to be like, yes. I think like everybody else around us is like, wow, you're doing so well. And you're like, thank you. But inside you're like, I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> it's awful. You know, that's the reason we haven't gotten the Renaissance visuals because Beyonce is just like, <laughs> she's watched that movie now so many times. She's like, God, this sucks. And the rest of us are like, oh my God, give it to me right now. I know it's amazing. I just need to see. It. And she's like, no, this is the worst shit I've ever done. Like, I, I keep watching it. I can't do it. Sorry. Let me tell you something. Between you and Tom Hamlet, I've been fully convinced to join the Beehive. Now, I will say that, or Bayhive, um, I will say that I'm not a Beyonce girl, okay? Like, mm-hmm. not because I don't like her. It's just, like, in the during Beyonce's independent years, like, in the mm-hmm. last, like, I don't know. I'd say, like, Lemonade and all that stuff. I was just, like, not in, it just never came to me, okay? Just, yeah. Like, showed up in front of me. I don't know what I was doing. I think maybe I was having kids. Like, it yeah. just, like, didn't happen for me, you know? So, like, I feel like I missed a lot of the uh, great Beyonce years. I'd say <laughs> The last, formative like, years, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, the 10 years. 10 years, like, when Beyonce started cussing in songs, I was like, oh, I don't know yeah. about this. <laughs> Not because I didn't, like, like it. It just, like, never came to me, right? Yeah. So it's so funny because, like, I've fully been listening to Renaissance. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I've been shaking my tiggle bitties. Like, I love it. It's so yes. much fun. But it's so funny, like, because I put it on for my husband and he went from like Destiny's Child Beyonce to this Beyonce with like a little bit sprinkled in, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, Beyonce's cursing now? And I was like, yes, it's so good. He's like, I don't like that. I miss when she was, you know, like just sweet Beyonce. Like, I was like, listen, (laughs) she's a grown woman. Okay. And she can do whatever she wants. So now I'm like really into it. And I'm even thinking about going to her show here at MetLife in in New York, uh, in New Jersey in in July. I'm like trying to convince some people to go with me. You absolutely should. I'm going. Why don't I just go alone? Listen, if you need to be convinced, you know, I'm the person that does things alone. Like I, of course, like, okay, it's nice to have people, whatever. But when you do stuff alone, that's my favorite because like, you don't have to check with anybody. Like, okay, like, do we need to get there by a certain time? Or do we need to do this beforehand? Like, do we need to, no, you just, if you want those expensive seats, get those expensive. You want to sit in the nosebleeds, sit in the goddamn nosebleeds. You don't have to check with anybody about anything. It is the best in the world. So I would say do it. Yeah. I just, I like, don't want to be bogged down with anybody else. I want to enjoy myself. I just, you know, I might even just like get nosebleeds just to have yes. the Beyonce experience. So I'm not, I might, now I'm, I'm going to do this. I just, I just saw Tom Hamlet this week. We went to go see a play oh. together. Oh, and, nice. Yes. And it was like a, it was Hercules on Broadway. So Ooh. yeah, it was amazing. And so, uh, or like it's off Broadway. Anyway, 
we went yeah. to go see it and it was um <clears throat> a lot of kids in the audience mm-hmm. and every time tom would uh, like open up his phone his his screensaver right now or like whatever his wallpaper is beyonce on you know the renaissance picture yes like <laughs> on the horse or whatever thing with the oh with yes the horse. and he's like every single every single time i open up my phone i feel like i'm scarring these children i was like they're gonna see it anyway for yeah. them to for that to be the first like half naked woman's body that they see for it to be fucking beyonce is actually a gift yes i mean that's i'm hey I mean, from the ones that I saw early on, maybe that's how it turned out. You know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. (laughs) That's going to be amazing. So let me ask you, have you ever been to, have you ever seen her live, like perform live at all? I've only seen clips and stuff. Like I've seen like a couple of YouTube videos and stuff. Like I've never even watched like her Coachella documentary. Like I've never, I I told Tom that if I get COVID, that's what I'm going to binge. And I've not gotten COVID yet. So I've right. not gotten my like week vacation from my children to like mm-hmm. just lock myself in my room and watch whatever I want. Um, not to make light of COVID, but you know, that's like really what I'm looking forward to if I ever get it. Cause I'm like so boosted. Yes. I feel like my tests just keep getting negative. Like maybe I've had it. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I told him that's what I want to binge. I want to like a week so I could just like consume all of the Beyonce things. But I've seen like clips and stuff. And I mean, she looks fucking incredible i just watched like people's bootleg videos from dubai and i was like well this looks amazing yeah and can i just say uh i feel like it's also the virgo in you that you're like planning how you're gonna spend your covid (laughs) vacation too (laughs) something that has not even happened is not on the radar to happen but you're like you know what let me plan for that just in case so kind of love that for you (laughs) of course like what i don't want to be like blindsided with like a week to myself i need to plan it so i've got a whole I've got a whole COVID plan of what I'm going to do go. if I get COVID. <laughs> See that? I feel like if the people on The Last of Us were as prepared as you were, they wouldn't be in this situation. So there I'm, you go. I'm Frank, right? Yes. <laughs> was it Bill? Who was the mean one? Who was the survivalist? Uh, Bill. Yeah. So I'm Bill without the guns. Yes. <laughs> we're going to talk because I want I want to I want to talk about them because, you know, we have to, you know, th- that's our show right now. You know, oh, we yeah, we love us some HBO. We're, we're some HBOs. So we, know, are we love HBOs. us some, some HBO you. stuff. <laughs> you. But I want to um, I'm actually uh to, to wrap up our Beyonce conversation. <laughs> I'm on the other end, like me and my family we always travel to like a new city to see her every time she goes on tour. And nice. it's been that way for god knows how long so like this time i really want to go to I, I, okay for y'all that are listening to this episode i'm so sorry i know i've told this story like six thousand times at this point because i talk about beyonce every episode but i wanted to go to vancouver to see her this time like for my yeah. birthday because i was like oh my gosh she's going to vancouver and i don't know i don't know why i picked vancouver but like for like the past decade i've been like i want to see beyonce in vancouver no yeah. rhyme or reason behind it but i was like you know what i've never been i want to go there and then I don't know what happened, but like my family was like, one member was on board. Everyone else is like, uh-uh, that's too far to travel to do that. And then the ticket's going to be high. And then we got to get like Airbnb or a hotel. And all that. So I was like, you know what, whatever. Y'all just pick and let me know how much to like yeah. cash up you. I don't know why I said that because then she came back and she was like, okay, we're going to Houston, which is where Beyonce's from. So I'm yes. like, oh, that's, that'll be a, you know, a vibe. But then she told me the price of those tickets. I was like, ooh. <laughs> like I don't know why I I told you that. That's kind of you're murky. like. Well, we could have just gone to Canada. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because I feel like the tickets were even cheaper. So I don't know, but I'm gonna. I'm 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 on board now. 
I'm going. I'm ready to. I'm hoping she drops Act Two at some point. I doubt it because she'll probably do that and then do a whole nother tour. So I don't know, but I'm I'm ready for whatever pain or pleasure that she gives me because I'm a beehive. I don't know. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm a honeycomb. I don't know. You're a honeycomb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm everything. I'm everything. <laughs> she taught me I could be everything. So you're here Cheerios I am. at this point. Who cares? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, but speaking of Last of Us, yes. I know we we both have been just like obsessed with the show. Yes. I'm I'm so glad that like everyone is recognizing the amazingness of Pedro Pascal because mm. I've been him and Oscar Ivy have been just my you know, <laughs> just Latin daddies. Uh, I was about to say, how do I say um choo-choo <laughs> for lack of a better word? I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I just I love that. And you know, I love Mandalorian, but I'm I'm loving this show right now give me kind of your because i were you gonna watch this at first first of all like were you gonna watch this and if not like what was your kind of journey to getting into it so i was not gonna watch it because i'm not a zombie girl Mm -hmm. i don't do well with that um i was like "Mm, i don't know if i really care about this but i do love pedro pascal and i love um the girl who is playing the little girl Ellie, I forgot. Yes, Game of Thrones. Uh, Bella Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Bella Ramsey, right? Loved yes. her, Liana Mormont. Like, if I had a daughter, mm-hmm. I would probably give her that name. Like, yes, I love her so much. Um, so I was like, I was like mildly interested, and then I had a. My husband was like, "Oh, there's a lot of people I know who are gamers because my husband's kind of a gamer." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh, I know a lot of people that are really into the game." So then he said. I want to play the game first before I watch the show. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. I like, I have more time to binge like fucking Ginny and Georgia on Netflix, like bullshit. Right. <laughs> right. And then uh, let me catch up on like dead to me, like all these things. Right. <laughs> yes. And then, um, and then it just started. I th- here's what happened. The internet was, um, a, uh, you know, a buzzing about the mm-hmm. show. And I was like, what I don't want is for things to get spoiled. So I need to start watching the show. Yes. And then episode three happened and everybody lost their minds. So then I binged all of it in a week. There you go. And I, go. I love Pedro Pascal. Um, like as a parent, I have a lot of anxiety watching the show. Episode yeah. four, like really fucked me up. I mm-hmm. had to take a break from it. And I told my, he hasn't watched it yet. And I told him, I was like, mm, it's a very good episode, but I'm just warning you that you're not going to like it uh in that it's gonna be super triggering because like i have a child who survived cancer so like i yeah it was just a lot of that stuff i was just i guess i should spoiler alert that i don't know listen it's a lot it's it's a lot okay it's a lot lot, but i love pedro pascal and you know what i'm really into dads it turns out like i love him In Mandalorian, because he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like uh in both, poppy. Yeah. In like both shows, he's kind of this like reluctant dad. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I don't like want it. And then he's like the best dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw somebody else talk about um the Ant-Man and the Wasp, like the new one, the new Ant-Man yes. movie, and they're like big daddy content there. Because mm-hmm. he's a dad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm into this. I mean, as a mother, I always want people to praise mothers because we do all of it, but like <laughs> I'm fine with seeing some good dads, you know. There you I'm, go. I, 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 I'm married to a good dad. There so you if go. You, like, you know, I'm all I'm here for like hot daddy content. 
there you go. And that <laughs> see the new Ant Man movie, it gives you good dad content with Paul Rudd, but it also gives you good Zad content with Jonathan Majors. So I have there a you very go. Important question to ask. <laughs> yes. You. Do they kiss or not? Because I listen. <laughs> if you're gonna put two attractive men like that on my screens, yes, one kiss. Unfortunately, in the multiverse. I know somewhere in the multiverse is happening right now. Like they're still going at it, but <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> on earth 616, it is not. And I'm, I'm devastated by that. So it's like a little, like a little peck, just like, go you, ahead know, and, you know, a little his nipple while you do it. Freshman year <laughs> college, you know, just a little, a little some, some, it doesn't have to be, <laughs> have to yes. be a lot. Just, you know, <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Uh. Just like a little bit. I hate that that we didn't get that. I hate that for us. I truly do. It's it's, just, it's a yeah, lot. I want to see more handsome men kissing. Okay. Yes. Well, y'all, I don't. I don't even know what this is an endorsement for. If this is an endorsement for Ant Man or for The Last of Us, but just watch both. Okay, everybody, watch both of them, and yes. we'll talk. Okay, yes. especially The Last of Us is just like this most recent episode, episode five, where. Yes. Henry and it was it was so much the big brother little brother dynamic and he they made I know the character in the games isn't deaf but they made him deaf so that he rely on him even more it's like choices like man y'all are y'all are eating this up and it's oof it is it is a good punch every episode and I look forward to being hurt every week which is not something I thought I would say but I am I'm looking forward to like I really enjoy last of us um, mm-hmm. before this, obviously we had white Lotus. Like I'm loving the Sunday night content that HBO is giving us. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I would just like to not cry anymore on Sunday nights. You yes. know? So like, I'm looking forward to succession coming also because we got to yes. go from like this, you know, like just rich people being bad to emotions to rich people being bad. Like yes. HBO is giving us these moments. And I like that. Cause we went from crying with House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. White Lotus, rich people being awful. Yes. Last of Us, crying. Yes. Succession, rich people being awful. And I yes. feel like that's a good balance. <laughs> it's an amazing balance because us coming from Bravo and having to deal with the fandom at times and then oh, going God. over there. So it's like extreme bouts of anger and then going over here and dealing with extreme bouts of sadness. It's like, okay, yeah, I need a little more, a little more balance in my life. Just a yes. little because yes. it's not working well for my coworkers because I'm bringing all those emotions into work with me when I log into Microsoft Teams every morning. So sorry for you guys, but not really because why the fuck are you messaging me this early anyway <laughs> um <laughs> i want to ask you before we jump into uh new jersey we uh the most i, I want to ask you because you uh cover family karma mm-hmm. regularly mm-hmm. and this past episode had two really kind of for me at least why kind of like triggering instances i don't even know if that's the right word but the first one being uh Monica talking to her dad about that gondola ride and then him asking some very what I feel were I don't know normal kind of what I would ask a friend questions when I would ask my child that I care like yes it it was a lot what what were you watching that because I know you've had a lot of insight particularly about Monica and how she's like the uh kind of like not like the auntie's dream, but like she's kind of like that one that represents everything. She's like the anti-Anisha in a lot of yes. ways. And so how does how does that play into everything we're seeing with her? Like, I, it felt like she was realizing that this really may never happen for her. 
I mean, okay. So I always preface this by saying, I don't like Monica, but, um, (laughs) but anytime she has a scene with her dad, like Mm -hmm. you really see, I think, I think her relationship with her dad is really important. And I think when we met her mom, it made it even more clear, like the world that Monica lives in. We also Mm -hmm. know that Monica like grew up watching Bollywood movies, like cares about Bollywood. And like a lot of Bollywood is like rom-coms and like these good girls and these romantic stories of a girl's life sort of uh, starting and ending with who she marries, like these very over the top kind of romantic ideals. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that Monica, we have to remember grew up in a, you know, in a home with uh, divorced parents who did not get along with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that for whatever reason, we believe that Monica and her parents got divorced. Everybody has speculations, but Mm -hmm. her mom seems her. There's two women that I've noticed in Monica's life that are badass bitches. Okay. Mm -hmm. One is her mother and Mm -hmm. one is her grandmother. They seem so independent. So like, you don't have to be, you know, tied down with a man, whatever, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But she's seems like she's closest to her father. And I think that Monica wishes that there would be somebody who would be more like perhaps the partner or the spouse that uh, her dad would have wanted so that she could have had this like perfect little, you know, uh, traditional family of a dad and a mom and Monica. Mm -hmm. And then I also think it's important to remember that like in these cultures and in these communities, if you're a girl, if you're invited to a thing, a lot of times other moms are there. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Monica's closer to her dad. So her dad probably wasn't invited to a lot of events. So I think Monica often got probably like ostracized from it or felt left out or felt uncomfortable in some way. So I feel like mm-hmm. she's got a lot of that stuff. So she poured herself into being the perfect Indian girl. And then she's like, I'm going to be the perfect Indian girl. And then I'm going to be the perfect Indian daughter-in-law. And that's going to be the like the perfect life for me. And I will mm-hmm. have all the things that I did not get as a child. I will fix my childhood wrongs by doing it for myself, you know? And when she has that scene with her dad, her dad, so her dad always says to her, um, he says to her, don't cry, beta. Beta means son, literally it means son, but it's like child. And it's like mm-hmm. the way that like, it's like saying baby, like it's, um, and when he says it to her and she just starts to cry, it's like, you really feel that love between them. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart for her because I think that she is having this realization. And I don't know, maybe I'm psychoanalyzed. But I feel she's having this realization with her father of all people, her father mm. who probably was not a, like allowed or invited to a lot of the community events. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that is sitting by her side, wiping her tears. Because as she's trying to chase this dream of being a perfect daughter-in-law, a perfect wife, a perfect Indian girl into a community of people that are probably more accepted, Mm -hmm. Rishi's family's accepted, they're rich, they're successful. They're the ones that are pushing her out again. And the only person who's ever been by her side is her dad. Mm -hmm. They feel like she's having these realizations and it's so heartbreaking to see it, but I mean, I love it. I just don't know what's going on with her, though, because there's also rumors that people saw Rishi and Monica recently oh. canoodling in the clubs of Miami. <laughs> Not the clubs. Oh. The clubs. Hard oh, R clubs. <laughs> goodness. I just, uh, I don't even like, I, I, they're like particular, not storyline, but like that particular like 
you know, portion of the episode is always difficult for me because I'm always like, God, you seem to be like this way. And like, I wouldn't think that I like, I know what you want out of life. Like I understand, I get it. A lot of people want the same thing, but I would just think that, I don't know. She always struck me as the person that would just like cut her losses and like begin anew with someone else to get to her goal. Yeah. But it feels like she's like, uh-uh, this is the one. I don't know if it's because I, I know some people like panic when they hit a certain age. Yeah, I think it's the age they, thing too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think people start to settle and they're like, you know what? This is not the what I wanted, but it's good enough. And so they're just like, and it definitely seems like not even just him, but his family too. His family it seems is like they're... shady and fucking weird. I don't yeah. like them. I did not like them since last season. They're creepy. No. The dad's got a hair piece, which is fine. Listen, I'm here for alternative <laughs> hair. I myself wear extensions. I don't trust any of it. His was rather aggressive though. So I get it. <laughs> it was rather aggressive. And that that whole, you know what? Maybe that's what left a bad taste in my mouth because I feel like that whole like family dinner this season, I yes. was like, uh, like what what are we doing here? Like, what, is is this the goal? Like, you wanna you wanna eat with this family every week? Like, that's the goal. Yes. Like, I'm just it's these a lot. I don't know. These are the people that you want to be like. Like, why? Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, wishing, I guess, wishing both of y'all the best of luck and. We'll see how it plays out because I'm man, this would be would have been the perfect season to finally get a reunion because yes. I would have need not it didn't even have to be like a housewives, like get all fancied up, go to the ballroom and you know, locally mm-hmm. or it could have just been like one of those like good one hour watch what happens live reunions where we got to like call some stuff to the carpet and talk about some shit. But... Yeah, put them in put them in high top chairs in the clubhouse. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> yes, but those get them aggressively high. In one room. Yes, aggressively <laughs> high. And they put those girls in tiny teeny tiny skirts, they're adjusting their pants, their shirts, yes. their dresses a whole it's a mess. They it's weirdo behavior, but whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, as is a lot of stuff on Bravo now. <laughs> yes. Uh the other thing before we jump to New Jersey was obviously that ending. We finally mm had it where uh Amrit's parents sat down with uh Nicholas's parents they got to meet seems like it went well something happened though during this dinner I guess Nicholas because you know Amrit has said numerous times uh that his mother can be passive aggressive yes and I felt like it felt like it triggered it was like triggering Nick to finally like to keep talking about the same thing over and over and over again and it felt like he finally just had his snapping moment and Amrit seems like he's now like you know in his confessionals he's now realized that like he should have handled this differently but in a moment he goes off too so it's it's a lot what did you make of all of this like Nicholas getting upset Amrit dismissing it uh the parents being upset like what did you think of all of that Okay, Nicholas being so sick of these Indian people and <laughs> and how pushy they are totally makes sense because I was the whole time. It's like, what about what Nicholas wants? Yeah, um, I think that it is really triggering for him to meet. Like, I think that it's hard, right? Because mm-hmm. here he has his parents who are not even meeting him halfway. They're meeting him where they can meet him, and he yeah. has to say that's the best they can do. Mm-hmm. So he has that. And then on Umrit's side, you have these people that are. doing the most they're really pouring everything into everything and Mm -hmm. they're constantly reminding him this was hard for us too but look at us we're doing it we're doing it we're doing it we're meeting you where you need to be met instead of you meeting us where we need to meet right Mm -hmm. but the the problem with indian parents and south asian parents and i say that as a child of a pair is that Mm -hmm. um it's very conditional and i think that that's really triggering to nicholas is to be like 
here I have my parents doing what they can and mm-hmm. I just have to be appreciative of it. And you have Amrit's parent doing even the most and I'm expected to give my whole life for them. Yeah. I think it's a very conditional relationship that Amrit's parents have. They keep they keep reminding him, we paid for the wedding. You know, we, we are doing this for the wedding. We wanted all these things, but we didn't get those things either. So like, and we still are paying for it. Like it's, it's just mm-hmm. a lot of like reminders of what people are or aren't doing. I think what we're stripping away from it is like the nuances of the fact that these are two sets of parents that love each other, love their kids mm-hmm. in ways that are just different mm-hmm. and in ways that I don't think the other person is going to understand. And it almost becomes this thing of like, who is a better parent who loves their child? Yeah. More? And with, with South Asian parents, a lot of it is for people. A lot of it is for show. A lot of it is for, what the community is going to think. We want to be the best parents to gay people in the world. Like we want to be everybody's Mm -hmm. gay mom and dad, right? Like like (laughs) every every gay kid's mom and dad. Like we want to be the picture perfect parents of uh, of gay kids. Mm -hmm. And it's great, but I think a lot of it is for a kudos from the rest of the world. And I don't think Mm. that that's necessarily, um, it's not necessarily like a pure love then. I think that with Amrit, it's a it's very conditional with his parents. We mm. ended the, the episode, that fight with the preview of next week and his mom, sweet, sweet, sweet Lavina is like, <laughs> I'll just show up like a guest. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just not pay for it. Just, you know what? We should just show up like every, we should be like Nicholas's parents. We shouldn't even be here. I'm like, it's so fucking dramatic because what they want. My mother. A, yeah. yeah it's, every, honestly, it's me sometimes. As a mother, I can tell you that that's true. It's, like, it's also I, me. Like you've killed me on the inside, but it's okay. Like we'll yeah. just, let's go to Chile. It's okay. <laughs> so many times that I've like told my kids, like, you know what? You guys are doing this, but one day I'm not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like my my little one. He's like almost six. He's like, Mama, why are you saying that? That makes me so sad. It Aww. should make you sad. Right. It's so psychotic. Like, I don't know why as parents we do this, but it's very it's your right. You get the right it's... to give to him. You've been through enough. You, you push them out. My body. Like, yes. <laughs> it's your right to guilt trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so like, I think, I think that Amrit feels that conditional need from his parents a lot. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it is very interesting because I think that everybody has, everybody has good intentions, but everybody is trying to show their love in ways that aren't necessarily pure. Like, this is just who I, who we are and who we like, we love our kids. And like, mm-hmm. that's it. I think it's just uh, Amrit's parents still have a lot of stuff to work through. Cause they constantly remind everybody like this was, we, we were very heartbroken. Like, yes. oh, you're saying it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's so try. Boy, I'm, I'm, they're at that stage too, in the wedding process. Where, cause you know, I feel like a lot of times, like leading up to it, it's just like, oh my God, this is so, let's go pick out flowers. Let's go, yeah. let's go get a cake and you know, all this happy stuff. But then it gets to that point where it's like, let's fucking get this shit over with. Like who, have, who <laughs> yes. fucking has time for this? And I feel like they're at that point, especially like being right before the wedding. And it's like, okay, let's now everything you say annoys the fuck out of me. Let's hurry up and get down the aisle before I change my fucking mind. And it, yes. it, they're at that point and it was very evident during this episode that, boy, I I, I think that Amrit's parents 
were the nicest they possibly could be when discussing Nicholas's parents too. Cause I feel like had those cameras not been there, they would have said like a couple things how they really felt, but then they yeah. just took it to like, no, we've got things in common. He likes golf. I like what he said. He liked, uh, he was like, I, he likes tennis. golf. I like tennis. tennis yeah. It's like I play yeah. tennis and like that kind of stuff. So it, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm rooting for them too. I hope they make it the long haul, but boy i don't know that sometimes when they those arguments that they have because they they seem like the couple that's always kind of like in sync and so when those couples like have those blowout matches you're like jesus christ what is happening right now i also think that there's um an, a level of pressure that you get on you or in your relationship when you have your relationship for television not for okay not yeah. for television okay let me yeah i know I what think, you mean <laughs> i think Amrit and uh i think Amrit and nicholas love each other but now their relationship is the poster child of uh, gay indians yeah or you know a gay indian man and i think that it even that him being like we wanted the cameras at the wedding because we wanted to show the world that this is possible that's right mm-hmm. like now your relationship is no longer your relationship it is the poster child of what a gay relationship should be or mm-hmm. gay kids should be or gay Indian, what being a gay Indian is. And I think how the parents lot- of gay kids should act. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure on your relationship. And it makes me worry. Like now, like, are you actually like, if you never want to, if you don't want to be with this person anymore, are you actually going to not be with them? Or are you going to be like, fuck, I can't even break up with you because now everybody's eyes are on us. It's yeah. a lot. Like that's too it's much. This <clears throat> way too much for me. I would uh, say let's go down to city hall and just keep because you know it's funny that uh, the producers <clears throat> have like point out asked them in the episodes too. They were like, so why not just like you know yes. get married off camera or do Multiple all this off times. camera? And yes. Amrit's always like, you know, we feel like it's good to. I don't know where this like random <clears throat> horse or frog oh my in my throat just came from. I know it, it came through the microphone. Oh my god! But. <laughs> I feel like they've asked him the numerous times. He's always keep saying like, no, we want to put it on TV to kind of represent and stuff like that. And it's like, at a certain point, it's like, okay, you've got to take a little responsibility for the way his parents feel too, because we could not do this, but you want to, you've made it clear that you want like to be that representation for people, which I get like, you know, there are a lot of kids out there that are going to be like, wow, this could actually happen for me. But you know, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's 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 a mix of Sophie's choice and a, a double edged sword, a catch twenty two. It's it's everything, okay? <laughs> Every idiom you can think of. It's everything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants a free wedding by Bravo. Okay, exactly. That that's the thing. I did realize though, like when that uh, girl priestess came and she was like, "Oh yeah, I do weddings for like trans couples and trans Hindu mm-hmm. couples in in Indian." I immediately looked it up and I was like, "What's the requirement for Muslim weddings? Does it have to be a man?" It turns out it doesn't have to be a man that officiates a muslim wedding and then i was like i think go get licensed like yeah so if anybody wants to get married i think that there I'm you go this. weddings by nor i love that oh my god every single time we yeah. talk we come up with a new business venture and we I do love it i we okay we're gonna have to start like getting some copyrights and some trademarks in place so we can like get, we Listen, gotta get this ball rolling we mention it on the podcast nobody else can take the idea okay exactly this is cemented okay <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel at my best when I'm able to keep the outside stressors of my life to a minimum, or at the very least, I'm able to not let them consume me. Whether it's family arguments, struggles within friendships, workplace turmoil, whatever. 
I'm at my best when they're either non-existent or I'm able to manage them while keeping my mental health as my number one priority. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in a way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Sometimes when I'm watching one of our favorite reality TV shows and I see the cast members go to therapy and work out their issues, I not only notice similarities within my own life, but I get inspired to schedule my next session. When I go, I leave with tools that help me either learn to address the stressors in my life or learn to say goodbye to them altogether. Nothing helps more than an unbiased opinion to help you see where you could do better or where you can stop accepting a bare minimum from others. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it's nice to speak to someone in a judgment-free zone. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash comics today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash comics. Speaking of weddings paid for by bravo let's go over to new jersey because speaking of tense weddings and weddings that are causing families to implode yes uh let's jump over here we'll we'll get to that because they apparently got to it at the end of the episode but Mm -hmm. uh let's start off with we got some newbies Mm -hmm. in uh new jersey Mm -hmm. i'm loving danielle jury's still kind of out on Rachel just because yes. I guess haven't seen much of her but what we've seen I'm just like okay but maybe just because you know she uh my last guest Kai he all he uh Kai of the Real Housewives orders he was the one he made it sure like he's like when people come on in pairs on these shows it's always kind of hard to you know not have the spotlight on one and then the yeah. other one you know and that seems to be the case here because Danielle lover Rachel mm-hmm whatever so far you know willing to give her a chance or whatever but it's just like you know but what did you think of this like budding friendship between jen aiden and danielle i kind of love that she has another ally on the show i'm not gonna lie listen my relationship with jen aiden has been such a uh journey i initially (laughs) when she came out i was like get this fucking woman off my screen and now i'm like i adore you you are a lunatic and i love every there is not an inauthentic bone in Jennifer Aiden's body. Yes. Whatever the fuck she is, she is. What I want to personally, what I personally want to be friends with her. No, she scares me. But yes. she is, she is who she is. And I feel like Danielle is giving us the same thing. Like Danielle mm-hmm. is who she is. I think that I love the friendship between them. I love that Danielle is very much like she shows up at the house and she's like, my kids are going to bust my balls because they want this house. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this happens to me all the time. I have a very nice house, but I live in like a, like a kind of an expensive part of New Jersey. So mm-hmm. the house is what it is. And I have friends who live like further away and our houses are bigger or like newer. And my kids are always like, we don't have a modern house. I'm like, suck my dick. I don't say that. <laughs> I that out. I, but I'm like, You've done so much for you, you stupid little jerks. <laughs> you know what? You have a nice house 
And one day your mom's not going to be here. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, Jennifer, I just, I love that about Danielle. Like Danielle, I said this like on my podcast, I just say this all the time. She feels to me like somebody I have met before. She mm-hmm. feels to me like whose kids maybe go to the same summer camp as my kids. I just, she's so New Jersey and she's so authentic and I really, really like her. Mm-hmm. And like, I like that she's like, she just, she's got these crazy eyelashes. Her makeup is wild, but like, I don't think that that's makeup for camera. I think that Danielle puts on that much makeup, like, to oh, go yeah. to shop right. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I really, Rachel, I'm also in about, but I know that for me, I am being an ageist hater because I'm like, you're born in 1991. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like, don't care for that. You know, like, I'm like, mm. we can't. I'm being a hater because Ashley Darby was like 20 something when she started on. Yeah. Netflix. So was Candace. Yeah, so we've had a lot of young ones, but not young, young people. But just her saying, I'm born in 1991, I'm like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what it might be? It might be now that I feel like when some of the younger housewives are on, I feel like we were around our age, so it was okay. But now it's yes. like, okay, you're younger than me. Like, that's a whole get fucking problem. Here. Like, yes. get out of here. <laughs> you can't be in high school when, like, Real Housewives of, like, New York premiered, you know? Right. Like, if Not you were okay. on a show, if you were on a show, like, this woman, this Real Housewives of New Jersey has been on since, like, 2009. Mm-hmm. okay this girl was too young to be way like, just i that's that that stuff is the what bothers me it's and like, it's <laughs> you know what a lot of the cast members too on this show are so like uh, what's the word they're so like oh i can't think of it but they're it, it, it makes me think that like i don't know how authentic the friendship would be yes. just because there's such a a gap between them like I can't imagine well I was gonna say I can't imagine her and Teresa hanging out but I mean Teresa it doesn't take much so I mean they could probably hang out all goddamn day but the, I, think, uh, I think it also helps that Danielle is she knows like the Manzos like she yeah. knows these people she's been around these people for a mm-hmm. while and she's like not some like she doesn't have a mega mansion. She's got like a nice little like nice house in New Jersey. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't, you know, she's not over the top. She's got like a a regular messy house. Like she's got regular kids who are mm-hmm. saying motherfucker on TV. Like yeah. I love that. <laughs> Rachel, I think I'm also hating on Rachel for the same reason Rachel said in interviews Teresa didn't rub up on her, which is that she's friends with Melissa. I'm like mm, you're friends with Melissa. Ugh. What's Melissa uh, doing being friends with somebody 10 years younger than her? Now I know that their kids are best friends, but still, I'm being right. <laughs> It's all, oh boy, you know what? I never did that math either, but I'm not going to do that. That's none of my business. So let's, let's <laughs> go on from there. Um, What dirt do you think Marge's ex-best friend has on her? Because Marge is like, Marge seems to be flailing a little bit. Like she's kind of panicked about these secrets coming out. And who else do we think that, you know, when Danielle asked, well, who else does she talk about? And they were both just like, you could hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. Who? Well, in my mind, it was Melissa. We know, she had we to, know what it was, yeah. yeah. Oh, the whole, ch- okay, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all coming back to me now. But what <laughs> do you, do you think that's what, <laughs> do you think that's what she told her? Do you think she had some, like, actual dirt on Marge, too? I think that she's got some dirt on Marge. I think that Margaret is losing her mind because this is a valid source, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not whatever Serena from Tenafly anymore. It's like right. legit. <laughs> like this is Margaret's 
best friend who has been around these women for years. Mm -hmm. And listen, if Margaret is, if Margaret was taking rumors from some old office medical assistant in Bill Aiden's like practice from 15 fucking years ago, Mm -hmm. if she was getting rumors if she was taking entertaining calls from those people she's got a lot of fucking nerve to be like how dare you take a meeting with my (laughs) ex-best friend girl you would do the exact same thing and also it's interesting that she is bringing all this heat against jennifer but she's not with Teresa, and it's because Mm -hmm. she doesn't actually care about well she it's because she she knows that if she fights with Teresa, she's not going to be invited to the wedding exactly and that's really so like margaret is losing her mind i think that she's probably telling i don't i think that all that lady probably told margaret or told them about margaret is that margaret does dig dirt margaret does do all this kind of dirty stuff i think she does go to the blogs i think she does all these things like Uh i think that's all she's probably telling her this woman grew up with nothing Margaret mm-hmm. grew up with nothing, with a single mom and like work the clubs in New York City. She's been around some gutter snipes in her life. Like I think yes. she knows how to like navigate spaces in a way that like I don't think that like somebody like Teresa ever could. So I feel yeah. like I've like you don't get to where you are by just like being nice to everyone. Like yeah. Margaret is a gossip. She's a busybody. Mm-hmm. And now Jennifer is playing the same game as Margaret, and that's what drives her crazy. I feel like you hit the head on uh hit the nail on the head when you said that uh she really wants to be invited to the wedding. Cause I always feel like, you know, obviously all these shows, we know who kind of the the queen bee is, you know, whether we like the person or not, we know who kind of the nucleus of the show is. Yes. And I always feel like whether they're beefing or not, I feel like most people want to be on good terms with that person because that's probably one of the reasons why they want to be on the show in the first place because there Mm -hmm. was such a big draw on the show. And I feel like now that Marge and Teresa are like genuinely okay, Marge is not going to let anything Mm -hmm. ruin that. Marge is like, nope, I'm going to their wedding. I'm going to, I'm shutting the hell up about Louie. I'll throw this on Melissa. She can have this dirt and take it back and be mad at it. That's her storyline. Do that. And I'll just take all my frustrations out on Jennifer like I normally do. There's no way that she's going to go backwards with Teresa after this point. Yeah. Even when like the hypocrisy conversation comes up at the pool party or whatever, they're all yelling at Jennifer for bringing up stuff from last year. And I'm like, Jennifer's not the one that brought it up. Rachel brought it up. Right. Like what right. what is what is going on here? She's screaming at Jennifer the whole time and Jennifer's like she's like why would you go? I thought we were fine. We said so I said sorry to you. I thought we were fine. Why would you meet with Laura? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, I met with her cuz I'm curious. She's like, see, you're doing it again. You're digging. I thought you learned your lesson. It's like Learn my lesson about what? Like exactly. Jennifer's not the one that brought up the rumors about Jackie's husband. Teresa brought up the rumors about Jackie's husband, mm-hmm. but Jennifer's the one that got yelled at the most all last season. Mm-hmm. And now you're still yelling at her about it, even though Teresa's the one that also met up with your best friend. So like, let's bring the heat to all the people and not just, but the thing is, Margaret knows that she can yell at Jennifer and Jennifer will give her the reaction that she's looking for. Yep. Jennifer's going to pop off. Mm-hmm. in her jennifer way she's gonna get loud 
And then Margaret gets to go and sit down and pull Dolores into it and say, see, this is why Dolores doesn't even want to talk to you. And Dolores is like, what did you say about me? (laughs) (laughs) And like, it just, it's so easy. Like Jennifer is low hanging fruit for Margaret. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why she keeps poking and prodding. And that's why they all poke and prod at her. Absolutely. And now they, I don't, they got to be careful now because now we've got a little bit of a a dynamic shift happening over there because Jackie, Jackie isn't even getting invited to stuff anymore. So, I mean, she's supposed to be a friend of, but child, I mean, I get, I listen, if I was, um, if I was Danielle, I don't know if I would have invited Jackie either, but mostly because I find Jackie to be as boring as watching paint dry, but you know, with her reasonings too, I can see why she didn't invite her. So, you know, yeah. Did you see a preview going around about like next week when Jackie's asked about it? Like Melissa and Margaret are out and they were like, oh yeah, Danielle said that you guys had like a weird thing because you were looking her up and down and like, you know, kind of like side-eyeing her and stuff. And Jackie's like, yeah, I did look her up and down because whatever she was wearing was a disaster. Like Jackie, you don't Jackie, get to come girl. in here with your <laughs> extensions looking the way they look all the time <laughs> and tell somebody that they they look crazy. God, anybody that says I win on TV has already lost in my book. So yeah, Jackie, just stay over there. It's okay. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. this wasn't for you. To last four years, I'm impressed, honestly. So yeah. I mean, keep it. Good job, sister. Hey, uh, Ramona, <laughs> I love the fact that, I mean, hate everything about Ramona, but I love the fact that she finally ruined something that didn't involve shit like that was nice like no poop was involved so it was just her being as ignorant as she is normally on social (laughs) media so that was kind of cool if you think back to your wedding like if that was you and uh maybe like one of your like friends you've met in podcasting had like posted you know everyone loves the likes (laughs) if they had posted on there like oh my god y'all look at Nora's invitation and they were holding it up they did a whole reel about it with with uh Beyonce cuffed wetter in the background playing and you know they got a whole thing and they're like look at this y'all can come too what what would be your reaction to that Okay, something like that did happen in my wedding. Now, I got oh. married, <clears throat> like, really not the same, but I lost my shit. I blew, <laughs> I blew a casket in the words of Lisa. Yes. Um, I, so I got married years ago, and I've been married only 12 years in July. So um, when, when I got married, my mom went to Pakistan, and she got all my clothes made. And I didn't go mm-hmm. with my mom because I trust my mom, and I was like, really excited for her to bring it back like she'd given me previews and I was really excited for her to bring it back and like for me to have like my first reveal with it and try Mm -hmm. it on and all this stuff right super excited everything and my husband's cousins in Pakistan right they got to look at the clothes because Mm -hmm. they were there with my mom they were with my mom and my mother-in-law like helping them shop and stuff Mm -hmm. these girls posted pictures of my outfits on Facebook oh And I remember, I will never forget where I was. I was taking the NJ Transit train to New York City for work. Okay. It was like, (laughs) it was like eight in the morning. That's how you know you're pissed when you remember the exact location. I knew exactly. I could could smell the the room, like the cart, the car that I was in. And I like remember seeing it and I'm being like, what the fuck? And I screenshot it to my husband, my fiance at the time. I was like, why the fuck would your cousins post this? Like, tell them to take it down. What the hell is this? 
he was like, he did not get it. He was like, what is the big deal? He's like, first of all, none of your friends even know my cousins in Pakistan. So like they've not even seen it. I was like, yeah, but I saw it. And I wasn't, it wasn't right. supposed to be revealed to me like this. I like lost my mind. And like thinking back on it, I'm like, I'm so stupid. Like who gives a fuck? Like I would have, <laughs> I was going to see it like the following week, you know? Um, but I lost my mind. And the thing is, going back to that thing you were saying earlier of like, there comes a point like a month before your wedding where you're like, I just want to fucking get married. Yes. I just want this to be over. I always say the worst year I've been with my husband for like, for like 14 years, almost 15 Mm -hmm. years. The worst year of our relationship was the year that we were engaged because planning a wedding is Mm -hmm. absolute hell. You become your worst person. Like he's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. It was just like, not great. And so, yeah, I like lost my mind. So when I think about my reaction there and then I'm watching Teresa be like, you know what? We just sent an email out and we like dealt with it. Like the fact that this bitch did not cut somebody up is kind of amazing. Right. Did, did Ramona go to her wedding or did she just get cut out from the whole wedding? I don't think she was actually there. I think it was just like, (laughs) no, don't no. (laughs) And I love that. I love that. Like that's all Teresa did. It's like, she's like, we just sent an email now, let me tell you, when I saw that invitation and I found out where her wedding rehearsal was going to be, and I found out the name of the restaurant, Rails, which is my favorite restaurant, I was like, oh. Tom Hamlet, let's make some reservations. So I got reservations to go to Rails on, it was like August 5th or something. And I was like, we're going to go. Yes. Um, because if cameras are rolling, I want to see these people. I want to see these spray tans. I want to see these weaves. Like, I want to yes. see this all. <laughs> I want to see these veneers. And, (laughs) and it turned out that they actually moved it. Like they moved it to a restaurant. That's like five minutes from my house. I'm like, Oh, Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Missed opportunity. Damn it. Ramona. Yeah. So like Ramona's a piece of shit, but I'm also a piece of shit. (laughs) But I mean, are you a piece of shit though? Cause you, you kind of just like, you know, you were the smart one there. You kind of took the ball and ran with it. It wasn't, you didn't ask for the ball, but now that you've got the ball, you might as well run down the court and dunk it. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm taking the ball that's made out of a piece of shit and I'm running on the court. So I don't know what that makes me. Exactly. Piece of shit adjacent. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Giacomo. I just wanted to say hi to him because, you know, uh, whoever was helping her make that that mots at the party. Oh, Um, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love that Jennifer is always at odds with half the cast. It just makes for good TV for me. I just kind of love that. And Justin, we thought that her and Marge were like, oh, well, I don't think if we ever thought that, because I I think that that's one of those relationships. It's kind of like Teresa and Melissa in a lot of ways, in that it almost stresses me out more when they're getting along than when they aren't, because I always feel like if the wind blows too hard, y'all are going to be like back at odds again and back fighting. There's going to be mad day all over. And then this is what she told me. This is what she said like this. If you were... Jennifer and Teresa, would you have met with the the ex best? We kind of talked about it, but like, would you have met with the ex best friend? Of course. Thanks. I'm gonna get some tea about my biggest enemy. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I wonder how she found out about it though, because she well, found she out like immediately a, confronted her. She said that there's a mole, and I was laughing because <laughs> I think the girl that like they met with also has a prominent mole on her face. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm glad you said because i didn't know if it was a tattoo or what it was i was like what is that i'm like, <laughs> I'm okay. like space tats in new jersey wow okay 
let's know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, all right, there is a mole. I would absolutely, absolutely meet with the ex-best friend. Just like, even if I don't want to use it, like, I feel like, hey, I mean, we know how this game goes. We're very familiar with reality TV. It it feels like it's the, now I want to call it the Larsa Pippen effect almost, because it's like, you almost have to show up to these group events with just, just not a whole arsenal, but just like a, you know, a bullet in the chamber. Like that'll do just like one to kind of, even if it's not about that person, if you get an unexpected stray from somebody else, you're like, well, she's cheating on her husband. It's like, wait, how am I in this? Like, I didn't yes. do anything. Yes. So you always got to kind of come with just a, a little bit of ammo. So I'm I'm here for that. Uh, I'm shocked that Melissa and Jennifer are friends, but I think I'm more shocked that this Jennifer Dolores beef, like, is it like become a real thing because like, I don't know. I've always thought that like they would just like, you know, be like, whatever. We're both friends with Teresa. It's okay. It's not that deep. But I forgot that they like were having their own scenes and stuff like in the past couple of seasons, like had really become friends. So, I mean, I'm glad, you know, obviously we're all on social media. We see that they've become back friends. And now Dolores yeah. was supporting Jennifer's, uh, I don't know what it was. It was something for, uh, oh, it was, the uh, big it was for Turkey. Right? It was for Turkey yeah. and Syria. Yeah. So she like showed up, you know? I love that. Um, where do you, but in turn, you know, we got to, since we're watching the show, watching it play out, where do you come down on this whole Jennifer versus Dolores? I'm a bad friend. You're a bad friend. We don't have the same definition of friendship. Where do you come down on all this? I think it's so silly and so petty. It's so low stakes. It's amazing. It all started. Let's, you know, in the words of Giselle, who asked me podcast, let's talk about how, how do we get here? Yes. (laughs) We got here because when Margaret said all this stuff about Bill, Mm -hmm. Jennifer had a reaction that Dolores did not respond to. Jennifer started crying. She was really, really upset. She was, and Jennifer does everything super dramatic. Like Jennifer is, she chews the scenery. Like she just, (laughs) she like really, she plays up. She's like, like, um, the watcher crafting guys always say it's like community theater energy. It's like, she's yes. always just like so over the top. Right? Oh, let me interrupt you real quick because by the way, fantastic new episode that you had with them too. So everyone go to oh. North podcast. The reality is go listen to that. She had, uh, she had them on from what crappings and it was amazing from start to finish. So just a little quick plug. There you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so she like always goes over the top. Right. And Dolores is like, she is equally like low like she is like so mm-hmm. low energy all the time I always say I don't think she meant to be on the show I think she showed up one day and she was in the background somebody mic'd her up and said go ahead go in front of the camera like mm-hmm. so I feel like she had Jennifer had a big reaction Dolores did not respond to it well because Dolores was like why are you being so over the top like why are you crying like mm-hmm. what's the big deal why are you crying right and I think that was it for Jennifer to say you're not a good friend to me because you are not giving me the love that I need right now because when I'm having a big reaction. And the thing is, Jennifer, because she is a throw the baby with the bathwater kind of girl, (laughs) she has now forgotten all the times that Dolores defended her. She's forgotten because all all Jennifer sees is red. All she sees is anger and Mm -hmm. she throws away Dolores and then she goes on podcasts and she says, I don't think Dolores is being a good friend. She's not a good friend. She's not a good friend. Dolores is so funny because she doesn't give a shit until she gives a shit. And the things that she gives a shit about always make me laugh. Yeah. Give give a shit, but she gives a shit about the fact that Jennifer said Dolores is not a good friend. And the only thing Dolores cares about is loyalty. If you say that Dolores is not loyal and she's not a good friend, 
Like this is like Jersey Italian culture codes, right? Like yes. you never say that somebody's disloyal. You never say somebody's a bad friend. You never say that. You never say they're going to jail. Family. <laughs> yes. You don't say they're going to jail. Like you, these are like things you don't put your family at the wrong table, Teresa. Like <laughs> Dolores comes in with these like big Jersey cultural codes, right? Of like, you mm-hmm. never say somebody is disloyal. So then she comes in at the reunion getting really mad again at Jennifer. Jennifer's like, you did not treat me the way I needed to be treated. You did not love on me the way I wanted to be loved. Mm -hmm. And Dolores is like, well, you said I was a bad friend. Then Dolores calls Jennifer a cunt. Jennifer (laughs) is upset because she wishes that Dolores would apologize for being called a cunt. Um, And then Jennifer retaliates by calling Dolores a cunt. And here we are. (laughs) And I think that is so fun because I always say like, People are like, oh, it's just women, petty women fighting. And I'm like, no, Housewives really is about these like relationships that you have, these arguments you have as adults. Like mm-hmm. I have friends like this. I have mm-hmm. I have a friend group and I have a Jennifer as a friend and I have a Dolores as a friend and I have <laughs> literally seen them argue with each other. And I'm like, you both love each other. Mm-hmm. You just don't love each other the way that the other person wishes that they were loved. Yes. And Jennifer, like, skirting around and avoiding Dolores, like, it's because she's fucking terrified of her. Mm-hmm. She should be vulnerable and say, Dolores, I love you. And I just was upset and you did not love me the way I wanted to. And then I retaliated. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You both fucked up. You love each other. Yes. Just, like, be friends again. Stop it. Don't be ridiculous. But also keep being ridiculous because it's very entertaining. Very entertaining. With Jersey, it is they always have to make sure they take each other to the pits of hell before they finally apologize. Like no one, (laughs) no one is going to just like outright admit like, you know what? Now that I'm doing some self-reflection, maybe I was wrong in that situation. Let me go to her and apologize. For some reason, we can never get that in Jersey. Jersey is always like, you know what? I was wrong, but also I'm going to go talk about her brother and sisters and how they hate her. So maybe that'll fix things. It's like, no, it it won't. It'll make it worse, but please go do it because that'll entertain me. So I I love that for us. Boy. They, it's a lot in Jersey. I always tell people when you watch Jersey, you just kind of you have to go in with the notion that everyone is wrong, and you just have to be okay with it, just so you can you can you can enjoy the pettiness and the you know I, we take low stakes arguments for granted so much because now we've gotten so accustomed on reality TV of like everything being a like federal government. Yes. And, defrauding victims and yes. you know uh uh you know is there abuse in relations like all these kind of things it's like what happened to like do you remember early potomac where like they fought because it was karen's birthday and giselle sat in the middle seat yes. like give me pettiness i love the petty because that's the shit i can relate to i unfortunately i don't intend on going to jail at any time soon i don't want to so some of that can't relate but you know i love a good petty argument i love a good argument that you can see happening at the local chuck e cheese like that's what i like <laughs> exactly that's the stuff and like that's what like we're housewives of new york like original roni like that's mm-hmm. why we're so good is because of these low stakes petty arguments of people who genuinely love each other but just have like stupid misunderstandings yes i boy 
I, every time we, someone brings up Roni, I'm like, oh shit, that's still a thing. Like I, I forget about them all the time. Like Roni, child, okay. I mean, Bravo figure it out. True. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> um, before I let you go, so you can go and enjoy your amazing. It looks like it's very sunny there too. Good sunny afternoon on your Saturday. <laughs> uh, we at the very end of this episode. We got, you know, I guess maybe Teresa was shocked too because from what she said, it sounded like her, Melissa, and Joe had a great time. But every time Joe and Melissa, uh, Joe and Melissa are on camera, they're talking about how not of a good time they're having with Teresa. So I don't know what transpired in LA or whatever, but they got into a whole thing, which seems like it's going to be kind of the the catalyst of the rest of the season. So I am of the belief now that after this season, because it seemed like this season is where it really comes to a head like it's never come before i think after this it's time to move on from one of them one yes. of the families needs to go and then we just build on the rest of the show build on jennifer dolores even you can keep marge if you want like and then pick one of them and you know danielle obviously love her and then just like build on that like one of these two sides has to go where do you think we go after the season with this feud because we've seen it now for a decade yes i'm so over it Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I would rather, I would rather keep Teresa on the show because Melissa Mm -hmm. truly does not bring anything. Melissa needs her husband as a crutch. Melissa Mm -hmm. needs Teresa as a crutch. Um, and you know, without that, like what has Melissa ever brought? Like, she's like cringing over licking her husband's balls, like grow the fuck up. (laughs) Like, girl, get down there. What are you doing? (laughs) Get in there. Get over it. Like, shut up. Like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, what I just, like, what, what has she ever brought to the table? A, a false storyline about a sister, a 23 and me? Like, come Girl. come the fuck on. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like Teresa, I, I feel, here's the thing about Teresa. Teresa is, like, if you think that Teresa is not going to bring anything because she's, like, in a good place, you are mistaken because... <laughs> Like she is still capable of doing shady shit. She is still capable of being like, well, I just saying, I'm just saying like she just right. does those things. Cause she's a lunatic. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is more than enough. And I feel like one of the things that Teresa is going to get into, if we keep, if we get Melissa and Joe off the show, mm-hmm. stuff that Teresa is still going to be in a sticky place with is going to be like Jennifer and Dolores are fighting. Jennifer mm-hmm. is Teresa's friend and Dolores is Teresa's friend and mm-hmm. watching Teresa try to navigate that in a way that where she is gonna definitely fuck something up mm-hmm. is gonna be amazing like absolutely we know, we know now like Danielle is Teresa's friend and mm-hmm. Rachel is Melissa's friend mm-hmm. watching Teresa navigate that those two newbies is going to be naturally interesting yes melissa's thing is melissa doesn't really get into the mix she's like kyle richards who's like her best friend like she's just perfect example yes she's just kind of there like she just she brings a new nose every season she like (laughs) doesn't really bring anything much to the show like people really like her i don't understand why like she's boring and and nobody cares about Teresa the way that like nobody cares about this feud except for joe gorga teresa barely cares <laughs> right like, i have a great time in la and joe's like i couldn't take a picture with my sister take a fucking picture with your sister if you want to take a picture with your sister just go and take a Weirdo. picture what's a big deal 
He's the only person who is mad about that seating arrangement. He's the only person who's still mad about Melissa not being in the wedding. He mm-hmm. has a grudge against his sister. And all Joe Gorga wants his sister to say is, this is all he wants her to say. You are a good brother. You are a good uncle. I appreciate you. And you are now the man of this family. You know, that's all mm-hmm. she wants. He's got like major complexes because his dad probably treated him. We know his dad probably treated him like shit. Mm-hmm. Probably was the apple of his sister's eye until his sister got a husband. Mm-hmm. That husband ended up being a piece of shit. He mm-hmm. still is not allowed to talk shit about him. Nope. Even his nieces are yelling at him. He's got a lot of fucking issues. And all of those could be resolved if he went to therapy and just had a true conversation with his sister where he, where his sister said, I love you. And I care about you and you're a good guy and you're a decent person. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry about all the things that I said about you. But the thing is, Joe Gorga is acting like a little bitch boy. So (laughs) he's going to call him a little bitch boy because he is. He's being a little bitch boy. And so whoopsies. There you go. That's my thoughts on that. Gosh, I I love all of your thoughts. I agree with everything you just said. And you know me, if I don't love anything, I love me some Melissa Gorga slander. So that was a very yes. welcome <laughs> rant. And, and by the way, I'm not a tree hugger because Teresa's insane. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> She's a nut job. She is an absolute lunatic and she's not very bright. Yes. But I don't fuck with Melissa Gorga because she's boring. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. inauthentic. People, that- people for some reason think that you have to be a tree hugger in order mm-hmm. to entertain in order to uh to accept or to appreciate good entertainment value i am watching tv to be entertained yes so watching if i had to choose between those two only one of them brings me entertainment and with the other one i can't imagine her helping anchor a show after the other one has left i'm sorry Teresa can carry this bar they can give her a whole new cast it'll still be just as ignorant as it was season one and we'll love it melissa will probably this will be uh what was it season season five all over again where everyone was like going to therapy together and it was trying to make it work and we were like what is actually happening when y'all were just throwing glasses and pulling hair last season like this is very like weirdo like we love gross but this is very like not real gross like this is really weird so it is and melissa like she's just she's just so dull like she's dull and she thinks that she's she thinks the thing with melissa is that she acts like she's a better person than Teresa, but she's not she's not and i don't want to like the only thing joe gorka ever brings is like jokes around him just like wanting dick like listen (laughs) joe gorka if you want to suck a dick like just do it it's fine get it over with get it over with It's the 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 sexual tension between you and every man that walks in the room is just it's it's palpable and like let's just get it over with at this point because yeah what are we doing I mean what that now doing? now that if you did that then you can stay on the show as long as you want like we I'd like to see it but I'd like to until see that men, day two happens handsome men kiss, kissing but if you're not yeah. going to do that for me get out of here exactly. get out of here yeah. <laughs> Nor, thank you so much for coming by to to chit chat, coming over here in the what I refer to as the reality TV slums, and just hanging out with me for a little while the and slums. talking about. <laughs> How dare you talking about the things? It is a palatial mansion, sir. It's not the slums. <laughs> not as many bathrooms as Jennifer Aiden, but it, it, I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> Tell them, (laughs) tell them where they can find you, how they can support you, the Instagram, the podcast, tell them everything. Yes, uh, you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at the 
reality is pod and the reality is is available everywhere podcasts are heard um I put out way too many episodes and I really need to. I have too many <laughs> thoughts about things. It's really not necessary. But if you're going to come over there, expect some discussions about non-reality TV stuff like sports mm-hmm. and pop culture and politics occasionally. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you for supporting me. And thank you, Kendrick, for always giving me an opportunity to be here and talk way too much. Of course. And thank you for, listen, if y'all, if, for some odd reason you haven't listened to Nora before I've been on there many a times and usually when I go like of course I've been on her to talk Bravo and Housewives and all this stuff but we also get together we've talked about uh, Glass Onion we've talked about House of Dragon look we love us some non- unscripted things I yes. just said scripted but we love us some that was a long way to get to that that was a very jersey way to get to that <laughs> but we <laughs> but we always have a good time over there me her her brother Raheel we have a, an amazing time so go, go over there download some episodes just like look at the title you'll see what she's talking about if you watch that download it see if you like it give her a, a five-star rating and review and you'll love it from there thank you of course, y'all. I've been Kendrick. That's been Noor. And we'll see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review? For free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you.